0: This is the 919 Beer Podcast on 99.9 The Fan. Now here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Welcome to the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Ovius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. We've got Adam Eshbaugh, Wayne Holt from 919 Beer. We will talk to Chris Allen from New Belgium in a little bit. Also, our food guest today, the Cleveland Draft House, and uh, they brought uh, ribs and fries, and there was a salad there, but I didn't even touch it, man. Um, rem- uh, this is just a heads up before we get into some other things. This is our last podcast of 2017, so thanks to everybody who has listened to the podcast this year and for making it uh, rather popular on the WREL Sports Fan app and on iTunes and Google Play. So we appreciate that, and we'll be back. At it in 2018, we'll have no podcast next week. So uh, I almost want. to... Hi Adam, I want to talk to Wayne because he What's was in Disney. Because that? that's the it's the more interesting thing. He was in all Disney, bro. What right. were you doing?
1: Schlepping oh, no. loggers, yeah. Closing deals, man.
0: That's what you're doing out there. How was Disney? Uh, crowded. I bet
1: you went at the busiest time yeah, of the yeah, year. Yeah, man. I'm not afraid of crowds. We don't. mind nah, no, I'm the same way. We don't mind the crowds. Uh, got there Friday <laughs> evening and. It's actually pretty cool. It was temperature-wise. It was uh, like what in the sixties. It was actually got in the fifties. What? Uh, in fact, it might have hit in the. Was, I believe it was in the forties overnight. Oh my goodness! But
0: then people probably look like they're on Hoth. But it, the
1: uh, it warms up. It's it nice. Did, yeah. Wayne doesn't so, get Star Wars jokes. My bad. I don't. I don't. So uh, there's Star Wars everything, everywhere, all the time. Yeah, and Disney.
0: But what I was curious about is that Disney has gotten more and more um, okay with booze. Absolutely. So because they realize they can make and a lot Starbucks, of money you know, off which of is booze. funny because. Don't get me started on the Starbucks of the Magic Kingdom. It completely you breaks character. Get a Starbucks I
1: know. Anywhere on the property. I hate it. You still can't buy gum. I hate it. But, well, because yeah, if you Starbucks. buy gum, it's a mess. Right, right. Yeah. Now they've got Starbucks on property, and now they've actually got really good beer.
0: Yes. The beer The beer has improved it has, immensely. Because yep. it used to be if you want a good beer, you go to the gimmicky thing and go to Epcot. And they had good beer. Well, even ta- then they didn't have really good beer. No, but in they terms of, they had beer, and at yeah. least they had. Country-specific beer, yes. which was nice. Adam and I did that last year. That was year, nice. We, okay, we we tried. Oh,
2: I did yeah. it. We got halfway around the around the world and said it wasn't perfect. You know, I,
1: I, I was thinking just about just wasn't that. Worth. I did it. I revisited. It was expensive. I revisited but I did that it. idea. What well, we should have done? It we was, fun. We it was We should have split funny. each of those beers instead of yeah. trying to drink a whole in ourselves. Amateurs. Yeah, maybe yeah, we should right, go we back were. and
0: do it. You should.
1: I'll I'll tag along. But the last place we went, content before we came back yesterday, we'll get Glenn involved. Tuesday night we went over to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and uh there's some new areas i'd not been to well hollywood studios is a construction zone right now
0: it is
3: yeah because they got well, toy the story
1: whole, land and they got star
0: the wars land the whole place is a construction zone yeah it's amazing i mean i'm stuff planning on like going that. there in april and like i want to do stuff at hollywood studios but i'm not gonna spend too much time there because just not a complete park right now
1: yeah but it's worth it for the star wars area oh i know yeah so we did the uh we did the star tours mm-hmm. yeah they um yeah right we did that ride did you make a lightsaber no nah. yeah no man, it was all I could do just to hobble around. Dude, my, oh my knee was hurting. My yeah, I was gonna was say you just I just came got, off surgery. Yeah, I just came off surgery, so it was uh, I. Didn't want you. Did you, uh, did you go off? you go off property anywhere? Did you uh, went to you, Tampa? You went to Tampa. What you? What you hit? So I went to Tampa, dropped off uh, my daughter and her boyfriend at the uh, Salvador Dali Museum. Kelly and I went over to Cycle. We thought we were going to go to Green Bench Cycle and Angry Chair. Um, ended up Green Bench was closed. Okay, so we went to Cycle, had a couple of beers, and I had a Peloton. Actually, I remembered to have. Kelly, send me the menu board. Recorded them.
2: It's interesting because when we went, there, we were there two years ago. Um, we were able to go. We weren't able to go to Cycle because they weren't open yet. So we went to Greenbend instead. That's right. Yeah. The opposite this year. So
1: um, I had a Peloton Pilsner, and it was in uh, honor of Adam. Drank a little a little Pilsner, and then uh, my second beer there was a hazelnut, cream and sugar, mm. uh, coffee porter. Hazelnut coffee porter brewed with lactose, and it was a game changer. Really? Yeah, it nice. was really good. And then I bought two bottles. Um, they had four bottles on the counter from 25 to $35 each for 22 ounces. and I got a coconut. Ooh. and then another there's a coconut, bourbon barrel-aged, and there was another bourbon barrel-aged, so I bought those two. Um, and then we went to Burns Steakhouse for dinner. And I didn't even look at the beer menu. I just got a bourbon. So. All right. What have you been up to, man?
2: We just had our uh, Mason Jar Christmas party. Oh, okay. It's like craziness these past couple weeks because, you know, Santa came to the restaurant the other night. Uh, we got Christmas coming. So what did y'all yeah. have to drink at the oh, kind of party? <laughs> you can imagine. It was held at the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody enjoyed themselves. Everybody got home safely. Yeah. Shout out to Fuquay Cars if you're ever in Fuquay. Yeah. He. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of rented them out for the evening. Oh, he okay, took, cool. He took good care of our staff. So, yeah, it was fun. That was Monday night. Had manager's party Sunday night, so two nights in a row out, out late. It's like a, when I did Agnes Park three nights in a row. Club thing last night out late again. Yeah. I'm ready for Christmas to come so I can rest.
0: Sounds about right. Uh, a little bit of content. Went over to State of Beer and uh, did, uh, we we made college football playoff selections based on the beer from the region. Right. So, you, you told us about this last but, week. No, but it's out now. You're,
2: at, you're, you're able to talk about it's it.
0: It's out now, yeah. It's on wrlsportsfan.com. Right. You picked Georgia to win. Uh, yes. I did not pick Georgia to win.
2: I thought it was based
0: on... It was based on the beers that oh, were no, served right. to me. Oh, no, that's right. Bomb. That's right. Ah, so, no yeah.
2: spoilers. Well, I'm just saying. No I mean spoilers. It, it was obvious. We talked about it last week. Although
0: I did tell Chris Powers that if a particular <clears throat> prairie beer was served... Right, it, exactly. game over. Chris might have pulled it. Anyway, although the funny thing is the way that the beer uh taste test went, I actually think it's the way the playoff is gonna work out. So Clemson beats Alabama, huh? And Oklahoma beats Georgia. We'll let you figure out if the prairie showed up for the championship game. What Clemson, what
2: South Carolina beer did you have? Oh god, from top, Westbrook?
0: No, it wasn't Westbrook. It was uh I'd have to go back and look off the top of my head. I can't remember it. But it was a uh it was a it was a Saison, it was a farmhouse.
2: Deal. Might have been from Legal Remedy or something. Was that? Palmetto?
0: No, it wasn't Palmetto. Was it Legal Remedy? Quests. Might have been Legal Remedy, yeah. actually. Yeah, I have to go back They're and look at all the rage it. these days. Yeah, I, uh, I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, though. But yeah, that's on SportsFan.com or on my Twitter account if you want to go ahead and uh, check that out. And uh, a reminder, you can listen to the 919 Beer Podcast on iTunes and Google Play, always on the WRL Sports Fan app. Let's say hello to our food guest on the 919 Beer Podcast, A frequent guest, Tom Kane. Of the Cleveland Draft House, we got ribs today. So Did you say Rib King? He's the Rib King. You got man, ribs. ribs you brought something that was green, but I didn't look past that. It had chicken in it. it still, there's something green. It was really good. It Had apple slices. Like, what? It had raisins.
3: More ribs, craisins? please. That's fantastic. Ribs and fries. Yes. It's good oh, stuff. Are
1: craisins, huh? They were.
3: So how are things at the Cleveland Draft House? Things are going extraordinarily well, and uh, I just want to thank you again for for having me out. But we're doing extremely well. Thank you.
0: I like your shirt, by the way. Yes. Drink up, Grinches. I like yeah. that. That's That seemed stuff. appropriate for today. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Now, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let people know about what you have coming up in February, actually, so people have a, enough heads up on this. Uh, it's called the second annual Terry Christmas. Yes. A time, all right? So, uh, what is th- th- you? Uh, you recently lost your friend Terry Hinson. So Correct. what what uh, what's the genesis behind this?
3: Well, Terry was uh, just the person that he was like every bar has mm-hmm. their regulars, and Terry was a super regular. Okay, he just happened to be a homeless man as well. But he was he touched so many souls while he was here, and he just became very close to a lot of different people. And now a group of our regulars and myself have grouped together, and we're we're putting out. Uh, a function that's called terry christmas terry mm. christmas is uh we we raise money and give it back to local charities this year it's going to be the clayton ministries 100 percent of what we make is going to go to the clayton ministries and they're very good about how they take their money and disperse it and they've got a lot of good things going on so we're going to be uh helping them out we're hoping to raise about fifteen thousand dollars on that february 11th day okay we're giving away a trip to. Uh, um ireland this year last year we had a couple go to hawaii so we we have been very blessed to to have those donated to us
2: so is this um like auctions is it raffles is it a combination of everything what Um, what like if somebody goes there it says it's between 12 and 8 uh february 11th correct so if i'd go there what what do i expect
3: Uh, the easy answer was yes There's going to be raffles. We're going to do 50-50 raffles. We're going to have some extremely uh, significant sports memorabilia that's going to be available. There's going to be other uh, pieces of memorabilia that that are going to be very uh, uh, sought after, I guess is the way to put it. And uh, we're going to have other – we're going to put together baskets of of things that local merchants have have, uh, donated. We're going to have uh, games of chance – uh, we have we made $175 on a quarter toss for glasses last year. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. so that was a lot of quarters that went through and uh, made the uh, made a lot of lot of fun. We had a putting green, a uh, nice little putting competition. We're we're gonna do do a lot of that this year and and try try to exceed what we did last year. It's a little bit of a carnival atmosphere. We're gonna have some uh, entertainment. Uh, proton Jones is gonna head a headline and he's gonna bring in a bunch of the local uh, acoustic acts and we're gonna we're just gonna make a big day of it it's the week after the Super Bowl it's our Super Bowl of uh, fundraising
1: I got a question for you uh, or, or a request I guess I want to tell, tell us a Terry's story you said he touched so many lives and for a homeless person to come into your pub there uh, your your tavern and to touch lives I, w- I want to hear a story
3: well Terry's well, uh, start with his story. Terry was a, a retired military. He's he's a solid guy. If you met him, you would never say, "Hey, this is a this is a homeless guy." He's not your stereotypical typical homeless guy. And he just he sat, he listened, he became part of conversations. Um, and like every good pub, we have a, a, a nice core of of regulars, and he just became one of those. Uh, folks that, that really they were part, he was part and parcel of all of us and when he died it was almost simultaneous that, that uh, about five or six of us immediately said in, in a group we need, to, we need to do something to memorialize this. He, he was that kind of person and, and we all cared deeply for him and, uh, and it was a sudden thing he, he actually got sick while he was at the uh, the draft house it was a couple of days before thanksgiving passed away on thanksgiving of 2015
1: well i just think it's a testament to to the person that he was that for a homeless and i think we do judge you know you said stereotypical homeless person what's a right. stereotypical homeless person In that, we don't know until we get deeper and we often we don't we don't get deep there there's everybody has a story everybody's got a story and that's the thing is that It just goes to show that no matter what your story is, you can still touch people's lives in a positive way.
3: And he did. That's cool. And that that was cool. He he made us. He made us better people. Just you guys are taking
1: it to another level because you continue to touch lives through him. That's really cool. Thank
3: you. Now, is this
2: going to be at both locations, or this is just uh, Uh, Clayton?
3: We're going to do a little bit of the raffle. Will be done at our 42 location. The bulk of it's going to be at our 70 Shotwell Road location. Okay.
2: and again, that's February 11th from noon until eight. A um, lot of cool things going on. A lot of cool prizes and silent auctions. And you said a trip to Hawaii is up for grabs. No, I mean this, a trip to
3: Ireland is Ireland up for grabs. This Hawaii year. was last year. Hawaii, we've got pictures of it on our on our Facebook page, and uh,
1: it's, it's is that going to be a live auction item or a silent auction item or is that a, a the, raffle? It's
3: it's a raffle. Right now we have uh, 500 tickets, so there's a one in 500 chance of winning. Uh, Five hundred tickets at twenty dollars a piece, so that's going to be ten thousand of our fifteen thousand dollar goal. Now, when will those tickets be available? They are available
2: as we speak. Can you order them online, or do you need to go in? How does that the, work? You
3: have to go in. Uh, so We're
2: next quite. time I clean lines, I need to go ahead and get a car <laughs> <of hands laughs> yeah, You drive yeah. 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 a little business in there, yeah. to take good beer. That's maybe how it sandwich. works. Absolutely.
0: Also, though, if somebody wasn't able to make it, and they don't really care about winning a potential trip. You can make a donation just straight up. If they're listening to the Absolutely. podcast and not going to be able to make it, you can make a donation uh, through mail. The address for that is four six one Shotwell Road in Clayton two seven five two zero. I'll say that one more time, uh, so you can write it down really quickly if you're listening. Four six one Shotwell Road, Clayton, North Carolina two seven five two zero, and uh, just make that a payable to Tom, one Tom Kane. Well, so, let's make you, it to
3: the Cleveland Draft House.
0: Cleveland it's Draft House easier. is it easier to do. Yes. Send it to
2: Thomas Kane's attention. Yes. Attention. That, there you go. Be, to the
0: attention of yeah. one Thomas Kane. Um, transitioning over to beer, you handed me a beer list. I did. It's multiple sheets of paper. Well, we
3: have 70 to, to get on there, so one sheet would.
0: And it's broken down by uh, types of beer, not just, you know, hey, here's the beer crisp and bright, hoppy. I'll avoid that one. Toasted and nutty, dark and roasted, fruity and spicy. I mean, you got it broken down by category. This is very, very nice. Uh, and we talked about this last time in terms of what you're pushing. And you got your basics, obviously, uh, including some, you know, stuff like Bud Light. But what has been the. Um, like, how
3: much fat tire are you moving right now, Tom? Oh, fat tire, by all means. We, we, we have two different fat tires as we speak, I think. I, I hope I'm not <laughs> yeah, lying. Yeah, it's a
2: lot of marketing confusion out there, Tom. Yeah. How, how do you get through that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> when we have nice nice distributors stop by, and they, they're they're very nice, and uh, they encourage us to, to do some of our, our new Belgian products, of course. <laughs>
2: Uh,
0: one... Chris is here. That's why
3: he's yeah, saying yeah, yeah. all these things. So one <laughs> he's,
2: thing he's the, he's I do want um, to mention to you, Joe, uh, that menu is being used by a lot of places now. It's put right. out. That's uh, Untapped. So, untapped is doing this. Yeah. So Untapped, we know it as like our beer checking app. But uh, a couple years ago, now they got into the beer menu game, and they have
1: worked Crushed very hard, hard. I noticed to, that at to um, make it. A user-friendly aviator actually thing. just turned on uh, these at the tap house.
0: Yeah, I noticed that at uh, House of Hops a few weeks ago, where they had it on a big board, uh, yeah. rotating, mm-hmm. and I, I saw that it was like powered by Untapped. So I uh, yeah. I I did I, I took note of that, and then this has reminded me of that, and I guess that makes a lot of sense uh, because what was the competitor? Was it Beer Hunter or something like that? Uh, tap Hunter. Tap, tap Hunter,
2: Hunter. There's beer menus. There's there's a few out there. Um, but these guys, it makes the most sense for of course,
0: everybody yeah. I mean, to oh Yeah, because everybody
3: has the app.
2: Everybody yeah. has the app. <laughs> Nobody's interested in getting a, right. a second app. No. Right? no. It gives
3: you a reason to drink a lot of different beers. Yeah. Not all yeah. at the same time, but it, it helps. Unless, unless there's, there's, a, unless no there's
0: a Snapchat competitor called Beer Chat or right, something yeah. like that. And they're you now
3: know. a North Carolina company, too. Yeah. Based out, of Wilmington. out of Wilmington. That's right. Yep.
0: Full disclosure, my wife will do work for them. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um, you said... Just to review a little bit about your places, you've got seventy taps at your seventy location. Correct. And you've got forty-two taps at your forty-two location. Yeah, it's very chicky. Well, oh, <laughs> it works. It's a lot of beer. It's easy to yeah. remember, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I want to get back to the food real quick. So you yeah. brought those wings, you brought that salad. Wings.
3: I mean not wings, ribs. There's
0: rumors of a Cuban sandwich.
3: Yeah, there's rumors of a Cuban sandwich. There certainly is. <laughs> it's more than a rumor. It's real. Yeah, it's not fake news. That's right. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, um, next time you come, you're probably going to have to bring that, so then Joe can
0: judge you on the air.
1: What? Joe judges everyone. I judge everything the all well, the
2: that's time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah, right?
0: it's okay. The uh, I'm still waiting on somebody to put together a Cuban sandwich off. I'm working on that. I know. It's really funny. We're that, in talks right now. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, we can.
1: Yeah. I met somebody last night that's just dying to have a beer with Joe. Oh, really? Yep.
0: No, uh, I hate to disappoint. It's probably them.
1: somebody who's underage. <laughs> I'm not that excited. No, no, no. <laughs>
3: I'm,
0: not, I'm right. not running for any Alabama Senate, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that kind
2: of underage. Oh, oh. Wow.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. That's been in the news lately. That's all it is. All right. So, uh, any specials uh, on the on the menu in terms of food, uh, other than the usual
3: suspects? Well, we're coming up uh, right up in uh, a week. We're going to have our winter menu come out. Okay. And the winter men- menu, we're going to continue having—I uh, brought the uh, pretzels last time. Yes, those so are good. we're going to continue the pretzel, but we're going to add the uh, cinnamon brown sugar on the pretzel in addition to the regular salted pretzel. Okay. So that, that's going to be an addition. should and, go great with a nice stout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't see it not.
0: And uh, one other thing before we, uh, we say goodbye. You will have a New Year's Eve party at New the Year's Cleveland Eve. Draft House. At both. At both, okay. Uh,
3: yes. Uh, Mike Mixer will be playing in Clayton, mm-hmm. and we'll do hats and noisemakers and a champagne toast at midnight, $5 cover charge. Okay. Over Which at a four- is a
0: great cover charge, by the way. It's Thanks. just 5 bucks. You get champagne with that.
3: You can't go wrong. $5, yeah. almost free. Pretty much, Yeah. On New Year's Eve, it Come is on. free. <laughs> yeah, seriously, on New Year's
0: Eve? Man, I've been to some places with the cover charge. I was way oh, beyond course. that, and yeah. you're not
3: getting that much. Right. At our 42 location, we're going to have a uh, uh, Johnny Orr Band. Okay. A-O-B. That's two good bands right there. They're not bad. They're Very not bad. cool.
0: Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for bringing the food. And uh, best of luck with your New Year's. And uh, we'll, we'll mention the second annual Terry Christmas, too, as we get closer to the date. But that's on February 11th. From twelve until eight o'clock at the uh, at the Clayton location of the Cleveland Draft House. But thanks for coming. In. Thank you very much for having me. Let's say hello to our beer guest and future Carolina Panthers owner, Chris Allen of New Belgium. What's up, man?
4: Not much, man. How's it going, guys? How's your GoFundMe campaign going? Uh, it's gonna launch any minute now. I've okay, been...
0: that's this hasn't started yet.
4: Correct. Uh, the bones are there. I just gotta. <laughs> I just gotta click launch. How much do you need? I'm shooting for a billion. You know, oh yeah. Nice, even when I tried to buy the Hurricanes, I think I got like two hundred and fifty dollars.
1: <laughs> I hope that you have better luck than the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers Association has had with their buying back uh, or buying A-B-M-Bav, You know their fundraiser they've been doing. Yeah, that just that seemed like a terrible
4: idea. That for That thing was weird. Go, for, like, yeah, right. And the worst part is I can't imagine how much money they spent on that campaign. Right. You know? Because if you signed up for it, you got free swag in the mail. Oh, my gosh. It's just That just crazy. seems like a massive waste yeah. of time and yep. money. So what, you giving some swag? Uh, I am not giving any swag Better at all. Better halftime shows. I am also yeah, not right. guaranteeing that. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, but, you know, let's be real. We're not going to raise a billion dollars. You never know, man. You never know. That's right. Some 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 rich uncle out there might want to
0: find me. Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Bingo.
4: Gretzky. But uh, Michael Scott. Gretzky, but never yeah. mind. Never mind, Chris.
3: Yeah, yeah. we'll explain <laughs> that later. It's a bad. I was a Parks joke. and Rec guy. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm so, a good place guy. now.
4: Uh, uh, my plan is though, if we don't raise the billion, big if, mm-hmm. split it up evenly. Sure, uh, maybe some money to the Thomas Davis Foundation and maybe Greg Olson and maybe Cam Newton Foundation. All right, that, so. works. that Santa cam. works. Santa, Santa speaking, Cam.
0: Speaking of the Panthers, if, if listeners haven't figured this out or they haven't heard Chris on the podcast before from New Belgium, he's a very big Panthers fan, uh, and apparently he saw my brother on Sunday. Yeah, we, uh, we drank the, some beers at
3: halftime.
0: Apparently you had some dudes from New Belgium from the Pacific Northwest yeah, that had come over, we right? had some friends that and were you,
4: in town to see the brewery, well, in-state to see the brewery, yeah. and they drove up to Charlotte to fly out on Monday and decided to catch the game.
0: And so. according to my brother, you introduced them to Bojangles.
4: Yeah, they had never heard of Bojangles, um, and they made a classic mistake. And I don't know if he told you this part, but no. they got barbecue sauce with their supreme. No, and, come on, yeah, guys. It was it was embarrassing to say the least. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of them went. Did back they not and, know about Bo's special sauce? Well, I laid it out there for them because they were asking me where to go eat while they were still there, and it's like, well, since you're flying out of Douglas, just hit the Bojangles there. Yeah. They've got a master biscuit maker there. You know the certificates on the wall. Uh-huh. Do it right because you can't get biscuits at the stadium. So.
0: All right. Well, fair enough. Um. The other thing, too, uh, I'll point people in the direction. Uh, Chris makes a video appearance on com where we talked about Panthers fandom. Uh, so, again, you can find that on com, And that's also a way to launch into uh, New Belgium and Fat Tire where we shot that video for wrl at uh, Boxcar. Right. And uh, I think you were telling me that they move... Tons of fat tire. Tons of fat tire. And fat tire is still New Belgium's signature, biggest moving beer, still and it's not stopping. Wait, there's two of them. Well, I'm having I'm having <laughs> the other one right now.
4: Actually, there's there's it's, fat tire Belgian ale, or yeah. how we've called it in the past, the amber ale, which I got a feeling we probably will call it amber ale again. Mm. <laughs> and then it's all cyclical, man. Yeah, and then there's fat tire Belgian white, which you which you've got in your hand. It's something it's very we good. launched uh, a couple months ago. Yes, I like it. It's very very it, good. The
2: Belgian white does very well at the mason jar we've got it on in fuquay right now it does
4: very well awesome
0: so why what what is it about fat tire that it has people keep they just keep going back to it well, nice old it, reliable
4: it you know old reliable is you know the ten thousand foot view on it but it's the consistency part of it yeah you know what you're getting every time you know that if you're drinking it on draft the lines are going to be well maintained and mm-hmm. cleaned you know that the beer is going to be as fresh as possible. When you buy it in your local grocery store bottle shop, you know that it's going to be as fresh as possible. It should be stored cold. So it's just that consistency key. You also brought a... Is this a different version of the Voodoo? So there are now... One, two... 48 different Voodoo Rangers, <laughs> yeah, I think. Voodoo Rangers is a
2: series.
0: Yes. A series, okay. Just so like that Tire is now see, a I series. See, lose, I
4: lose track of these things because,
0: and I think what's messing with my head is that I probably dusted off uh, God knows how old Voodoo that was stuck in the back of my fridge. Oh, you probably, wait, one? That's, that's Wayne style. Probably definitely. from the yeah. last time you were here, come to think of it. Wow. It's um, yeah, been a while. It's been a while. So that has been sitting in the back of my fridge, and I think it got to the point where I'm like, all right, no, no all right yeah i'll just i'll take that one so yeah it was a wayne style ipa
4: to be fair the hops were probably dead on it so you probably liked it a little more. a little bit yeah actually it was i was like oh okay i could deal with this
0: i pulled Mellowed a fresh i
1: pulled a fresh pot the other day i grabbed a beer out of the cooler at one of my watering holes and uh they put it in the glass i took a look i took a sip of it and went this things off a little bit can i see that <laughs> can and it was it was a little further out than i would I mean, it, it, you know <laughs> it's unfortunate like, but like, like, it, it happens it happens so it happens yeah
0: all right, so what is all right? So this is uh my favorite buzz term. It's a juicy, oh yeah, uh, hazy,
4: unfiltered IPA. Mm, can I say it slower? Unfiltered. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, all the trigger words. Why? Um, well, you know, it's this is a this is a business of keeping up with the Joneses and yeah. being on par and trying to set set trends. And um, we've never been one to try and follow trends necessarily, but this is one that's not going away why though
0: that's that that is my why has the new england style hazy juicy ipa taken over
4: i think this is just where the ipa arms race is gone you know four or five years ago it was i want 100 ibus and i want 10 percent, and that's just what i want yeah. i want a pine hence, cone
2: it's rampant
4: there you go i want a pine cone in my glass <laughs> Which, you know god no. then the following year is like oh turns out I don't want 10% and 100 IBUs. I want 5% and mm-hmm. 50 IBUs. Joe's other favorite term, session. Session.
1: Yay. Yeah. That's so two thousand. Well, this was not a session. No, 7.5. Nope. Right? So, yeah,
4: so now we've, this was next we, we've, come so for, we've
0: come to the middle. That.
4: So wait, we're still not there yet. all oh, right, all right, So right, 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 right. then last year was the year of the fruited IPA. True. So, you know, Citradelic killed it for us. That was the number one craft launch in all of... The United States last year, and that, that was, was a great beer. We were in 39 states at the beginning of last year when our competitors were in all 50, and we still outsold them. Okay. Uh, so then you had the fruited IPA came in. I think you've put all those together now that people want relatively low IBUs, which were around 50 on this. All right. Seven and a half percent, so the the alcohol is elevated. You don't have to drink a six pack to feel anything. And then it's got the fruity, juicy notes on it. We don't add any fruit to this one, but that's just what people want. They want a little bit of sweetness. They want a little bit of fruitiness. They want a really floral nose. Um, And then just the the unfiltered part, you know, I think that's just, I can't explain that part, to be honest with you. (laughs) The
0: unfiltered part, I find, and I'm I'm sure in two years we're going to get back to uh, the craftsmanship of a clear beer. It'll happen. Again, because everything is cyclical. It'll happen. Now, have you guys made a juicy lager yet?
2: We actually did. We did a small batch. But
0: a small batch of Juicy Lagers? You guys
2: dabbled in this last year with John coming to town, and you did that anniversary slash right. release beer, right? And even the year before was, that. It was a pale ale. We did but Juicy was, Mandarina. Yeah, and Juicy Mandarina was awesome, yeah. and it killed it. So this is not like a brand new thing
0: for no. you guys.
4: You um, can even take it back further with accumulation. Yeah. Which is a white IPA. White right? IPA, yeah. but yeah. still unfiltered. It's unfiltered, right.
0: right. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm always amused by the uh, by the trends, and I'm sure this one will do very, very well. But uh, I'll be, full disclosure, I was just kind of like, oh, look, it's another one. Yep. But look, I, at the same time, as you mentioned, you don't necessarily want to follow, but at the same time, you guys are a business, and if this is what consumers are demanding, well, then you're going to give the consumers what they want. Right. And you'll at least get people that are like, I like New Belgium, all right, want to try their style, and they'll go ahead with it. But um, but yeah, I'm always curious as to where things are gonna go after this. Like, what's because I would I was recently reading a complaint about dessert beers. Ah, uh, it was about a, all about that, <laughs> right? So, for instance, I believe it was I forgot what beer fest it was, but the guy had done a report from this beer fest, and he looked at the lists. He kept all the list of beers from the previous years. And It was something like out of the 150 entrants to the to the categories or whatever. Like only 13 or whatever were, were what you would consider a dessert beer. And then this, pata- this, this, this particular run of it, it had tripled. And it just is like, are, is this beer or is this something else? Right. And I am curious as to just how much that trend is going to go
1: as but well. But are we saying that in a lot of, of different, uh, I think we're sending in a lot of different platforms. Yeah. I mean, what Steve English is doing over at Barrel Culture, I've seen, I've read some of the comments that this isn't beer. You know it's so fruited. It's so heavily fruited. Well, um, he's got that one that's basically jam, right? And then you, you know, the dessert beers, the pastry <laughs> yeah. beers. I mean, all these things that are out there. You know, all these, all these things that. You know, my wife has this saying. Sometimes I just want a beer flavored beer. Yep. You know, and, and that's when, like, she had a Corona over the weekend. We were watching the game on Sunday. Did she put a lime in it? She did. Is that beer flavored beer still? Well, but that's but that's what she wanted. Kept the flies out. No, it, it did, and, and in Florida <laughs> we needed that. It well, was actually a mistake. Yeah, well, um, but. uh. <laughs> But I get it, right. See, I go with the don't fruit the beer. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think we're getting out there in some very questionable areas of what's beer and what's not.
4: You know, and I can we can go back a couple years with our Ben & Jerry series. Absolutely, yep. the, yeah. The first yep. year, the salted caramel brownie brown ale. It was a brown ale that tasted like mm-hmm. the crust on brownies, which is the best part, yep. with just a little bit of brininess to it. It was a really good brown ale. Well, the problem, or the most the most of the feedback we heard back on it that was negative was like, it doesn't taste like a milkshake. Well, No, it's, duh. It's, well, yeah. it's, it's a beer. So the next year we do chocolate chip cookie dough. Guess right. what? It tastes
1: like a milkshake.
4: <laughs> well, well, it doesn't taste like beer. This tastes like melted ice cream. You're not going to make anybody happy, so, you know. No,
1: you're not. I mean, you're not going to make any one person happy with all the things that are out there, and then you've got people that would drink about anything you put out there. So I understand right. why it's being done.
0: Yeah, what is it? Uh, when my brother, my brother had picked up a, uh, when, it, when we were in Florida for Thanksgiving, he went to Funky Buddha, and uh, picked up the peanut butter chocolate beer that they have. I forgot what it was called like peanut butter cup something or another. Okay. It was a whatever bottle release of it. And I said, "Yeah, pick it up for me because I'm a sucker for anything peanut butter." So even though I'm a little, I rail against dessert beers. I'm like, "Well, it's peanut butter though, so I'm gonna yeah. give it a shot." And sure enough, it was as advertised. But I could only do one. Only do I was right, like, "All right,
4: right, I did it." Yeah, if that. And, I got and it and out of my system. With those I'm beers. moving on, especially yeah. in the on premise. People aren't gonna drink more than one of them. They're like, they're gonna go for it. For the, you know, the gimmick the of novelty, it. Yep. the novelty yeah. of doing it, right, and and then they're going to move on to what they want to drink. Because to be real, if you're eating food with that beer, what's no, going to be good with it except for ice cream? It is, it is, it is,
0: a, it is the last beer of the night. If that's the case, you're,
4: you're not getting that with a delicious steak or something. All right, so, so there you are.
0: Uh, all right, so you got the the voodoo's out, the fat tire wit is out. What else uh, should we be looking forward so to?
4: We've got a couple more things. Jumping back into the uh, the the voodoo family. Uh, guava spruce imperial ipa we'll have that out you were saying about pine cone yeah okay (laughs) yeah there you go hey spruce and pine are two different things man (laughs) sorry yeah we're talking (laughs) wood species now it makes yes um we've got that coming uh then there is a soccer tournament that we're not allowed to name uh coming up later this summer in russia and we did a beer that has got some pretty sweet bite uh, called the
2: Beer Drinks You. Please call it the Beer Drinks You.
4: We're calling it Bicycle Kick. Dang it! It's a it. collaboration <laughs> that we're doing with uh, breweries across the world. So we've got a brewery in England, Japan, South Africa, Mexico, and Brazil. Nice. And the beer will be available. Think, all those in,
2: all those countries have teams that made that. South tournament. Africa didn't. Okay. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, but the that'll it'll be distributed in thirty two countries. So it's going to be a quick out for us. Um, Not affiliated in any way with the tournament going on because of legal reasons. We can't even say, you know, WC. You know, we got to keep it down low. Uh, We don't need Anheuser-Busch knocking on the doors. Uh, Then beyond that.
0: (laughs) No idea what you're talking about.
4: Beyond that, we've got a really fun one coming out in February. Uh, It's a collaboration. So we're going to be a test market for a beer called Mural. It's spelled mural, but. It's being pronounced "Morale." It's a collaboration with Primus Brewing in Mexico City. It is an agua fresca. Um, it is watermelon, agave, hibiscus, lime, watermelon, agave, hibiscus. <laughs> There's eight fruits in it. I can't remember them all. But it's pink. It's semi-sweet. It's nice and bubbly. It's beer. But I think it's going to fill a lot of holes in the in the market, the people who are drinking rosé. Mm-hmm. Rosé. Why don't you just call it Jose's Rosé?
3: <laughs>
4: Since it's... I'll send it up to change. Yeah, the change. What you said the ABV was see what on it? I think it's going to be four and a half percent. Oh, that's not. Four and a half. Yeah. So it's going to be. Joe's so like, I could have seven of those. I don't think like Ruben Vaughn has
1: got that rose that they did, and it's at 13%. That's the one that uh, sneaks up on you.
4: 13%? Yeah, man, geez. Yeah, well, yeah that's like that's actual beefy. rose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that was, but that was Patrick's Sneak, whole idea, that he wanted you, to and...
1: recreate the rose. In a beer. And he did a pretty good have you tried it yet? No. Yeah, I I did. It's pretty good. Anyway.
4: We'll we'll have that in five states, North Carolina being one of the test markets for it. And hopefully with another nationwide release on that
1: in two thousand nineteen. Do you think Man are gonna drink a pink beer? I
4: think once they try it they will. And look man I don't wanna say pink. Pink's not a can, I can turn it up. A deep ruby It's a blush. (laughs) It's (laughs) a deep ruby. It's it's uh you know, it's not unfiltered, but it's not, just but go it's not opaque. Like, dude, like it's,
0: th- it's going to be 2018. If you're bent out of shape because you might be tricking a pink beer, man. Like, what's I wrong didn't say you? I would. No, no, it sounds like you would. I'm very comfortable uh-huh, with that. Uh-huh, if There's you fine. say you so. You don't want i have to look in the mirror, man. Jeez, yeah, come on now. <laughs> uh, besides, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the dude who showed up to the the, the, the neighborhood pool with a 40 of rosé. So, you know, sometimes you just got to be about that life. A 40, a 40. of rosé? Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. You could pick those up a state of beer. They got 40s of rosé. They also have a 40 of this oh. other white wine. It comes in a 40 bottle of the rosé wow. from Bravana. No, no, oh. no, no. It's no. an actual, actual rosé. <laughs> okay, but they serve it. They it's it's packaged in a 40 bottle. Okay, that and makes it,
4: a lot of sense. Those guys brought cans of rosé to the tailgate for Sturgill earlier this summer. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's funny. That's very funny.
2: I don't know. Uh, no, I can't do it. No? So anyway, okay. back back to what you guys have done. So. Back over, I guess, spring, summer, you guys kind of did a little reorganization of, of like, your beer offerings, right? Yes. All right, so so you kind of, um,
4: how do I even describe this? You, you kind of set things into certain series. Sure. I think the best way to, to say it's just a just general organization and evolution. We took Slow Ride, replaced it with the Voodoo Ranger 8-Hop. <laughs> We took Ranger and replaced it with Voodoo Ranger IPA and then Rampant with Imperial, Voodoo Ranger Imperial. So that was the, the start and the base of the Voodoo Ranger family. And like I said, I think we're up to like nine or ten beers in that series. So Voodoo Ranger is hot round. series. Yes and no, because we've still got Citradelic, which is its own line because it has Citradelic lime mm-hmm. ale, not an IPA. Right, not an IPA. Right. And then, you know, there's the Fat Tire family. Um, you know, Fat Tire's the just the name itself is one of the – that's our calling card people still call us the fat tire brewery i was doing a tasting <laughs> last night somewhere uh, up in north raleigh and the guy's like oh f- the fat tire brewery is like yeah but no that's not, that's not it at all but yeah sure i'll take it you know 26 years in they at least i remember you right yeah exactly but that's my point yeah. like that's our calling card people know no fat tire and so when we looked to do this line extension there was a lot of hesitation i thought it was a great idea from the get-go just because that's us playing off our biggest trademark, if you will. So everything's kind of been rolled together. You know, we don't have the Lips of Faith series anymore. We've got the, I think it's Wood Cellar Reserves with, that's all coming out of, but we're still doing La Folie and, and Le Trois. Why
2: did we get rid of Lips of Faith?
4: I think we just got rid of the name Lips of Faith because people didn't quite grasp it. Just like with our Folly Packs, mm-hmm. uh, our last Folly Pack is out of the market now. It's now, this, this package for the holiday season is called Blend Like a Brewer. It's six different beers. And it comes with eight different recipes to mix the beers to make different beers. Oh, okay. Um, And that's been received pretty well. But going into uh, February, I believe, we'll have our first just New Belgian Variety Pack. And the can and bottle from there on will just be called New Belgian Variety Pack. And again, because people just didn't like Lips of Faith, they didn't understand what folly meant. People didn't connect to it. So,
2: Okay, so no more Lips of Faith, no more folly. So we're still making those beers gotcha well what else so right now you have two beers in your fat tire series you got fat tire regular fat tire yep you know the, the fat tire formerly amber now belgian style someday we might call it amber again
4: and then you've got belgian white which is a wit beer right what else are you going to be adding to that one uh i can't say for sure because it hasn't been communicated to me yet but i'm just saying i wouldn't be surprised to see that go forward because the Fat Tire White has been such a hit. I mean, it just seems like it's a classic series, right? So maybe right. you'd add
2: Blue Paddle or something like that. So Blue that. Paddle
4: still exists as Blue Paddle, but if it's one day becomes Fat Tire Pilsner, right? I'm not going to be surprised. I think that'll fall in line and it'll make sense from a brand's uh, standpoint. Because like you said, it's all classic style beers. Right. So it's been received well in the market? Yeah, it's done really well in the market. We, um, we hit our POD goal. POD, it's points of distribution for those of you at home. Uh, we hit our POD goal for the year maybe 30, 45 days into it. So it's done pretty well. And through has been pretty strong on it as well.
2: Uh, all right. So also, I guess a year and a half, maybe even two years ago now, you guys started another completely different beer, uh, your, your cream ale. Or, or whatever it is, it's uh, New Belgium. Uh, oh crap! Now I can't even think of the name of it. The Blue Can
4: Dayblazer. Oh, so that's it's not even a year old yet.
2: Okay, it's not even a year old. Okay, no. so you guys went after a slightly different target on that one, though. I mean, right. that that is the packaging is even different the too. Packaging is okay. different. I mean, that is a beer that's going to go directly up against the big boys, right? Right,
4: and that's where it's at in most sets. So, so how
2: is that one going? I know it was received well. So, I, I I really enjoy that beer. It's a great pool so beer. So
4: the goal with Dayblazer coming into the year was. A different goal for us the first time ever. that was to be the number one beer launch not the number one craft launch the number one beer launch uh and we succeeded in that the only problem is the flavored malt beverages so technically it's number two behind henry's grape or orange i can't remember oh, which one. but gross do you guys consider that I mean, a beer whatever it is no, it was, it's a it's, good one i'm sure I, right I,
0: I don't consider that beer no so
4: they uh henry's has a significant amount Aren't they uh, called Henry's Hard Sodas?
2: Yeah. yeah, they're hard sodas. But it's still,
4: it's malt beverage, so it yeah. still falls into beer. Yeah. Okay. So um, they have a significant amount of PODs over us nationally, but the pull-through on Dayblazer is what's killed it. I mean, some of these stores, you know, we keep 50 cases on the floor okay. and just blow through it. So we we were able to outsell it. You know, we just didn't have the, the PODs that they did and that's sort of what it gets. And it's packaged
1: in what, fifteen or eighteens or fifteens,
4: six packs six six packs and fifteen packs of twelve ounce cans and twelve packs of twenty two ounce cans.
1: Okay. Hadn't seen those.
4: Yep. They're in a lot of C-stores. That's a, a major venue. Yeah. It was, seen, it was built for
1: that. I've seen Dayblazer
0: packages in places that I wouldn't normally think to find anything right. New Belgium related. And it's normally so. at a pretty competitive price. Right. It's yeah. two
4: for six at most places. Look,
0: I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I ended up I ended. Where was I where I happened to be I needed, I needed beer, like general beer for mm-hmm. the house because I had people coming over. And the way that uh, my beer fridge has kind of panned out, and probably the reason why I ended up with that old Voodoo IPA, because uh, a lot of the beers that are sitting there are all these like hardcore, you know, like chocolate mint stouts or whatever right. things that we get Jerry from series, things you know. that we get from Priority Draft. That you know they're good samples of a variety of beers, but I'm not in the particularly in the mood for that type of beer, and neither would my guests. So I saw the price point a, on the Dayblazer. I was like, well, hell, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this up over. Something like basically the way I would I would I would describe it to somebody is you pay a little bit more and you're getting an infinitely better beer than something that might have cost you two bucks less. And
4: it's something Wayne touched on earlier. It's beer flavored beer. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. is. There's
0: really there's no, there's nothing gimmicky about it. It's nope. just straight up good beer.
4: And we don't use any rice or corn in it. Yeah. You know, no GMOs. It's 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 a true beer.
0: So uh, you do a lot of traveling, not just for your job, but you also. Um, Go follow the Panthers. That is correct. Uh, you have a problem, but well, um,
4: I don't like to think of it as a problem. I mean, it's a bit. It's a, a lot bit, of fun. It's a, uh, it's problem fine. hobby. So where
0: have no. you? Uh, so where have you been?
4: Uh, so this year I did three road games. Okay. Um, and that brought me up to sixteen different stadiums. I've seen the Panthers play in. Okay. Uh, I did uh, Santa Clara week one. I did uh, Foxborough week three or four. And then Chicago week five or six, I can't remember.
0: Oh, yeah, you went to that Chicago game? Yeah, that was nah, rough. man that was a bad one. Yeah. So, my the reason why I bring it up is I'm always curious about game day experience and how beer has evolved. So, uh, of the stadiums that you've been to so far this season, who has the best, you know, whether they've got new Belgian product or not, but just who seems to have the best kind of beer setup?
4: I'd say Foxborough. Okay. Um... They have entire bars that have twenty handles on them that are dedicated to local craft. So, like, they had sip of sunshine on tap. They had what? Yeah, wow. they had like they didn't have like treehouse or trillium or any of that stuff. <laughs> okay, I know my wife's getting for Christmas now. I, Tickets to to Tree Escape. Complain about having sip on but tap. There you know, was like Lord game. Hobo. Yeah, and just you know, run down the list. So uh, they really bought into the into Jack's the Abbey. Okay, yeah. So so they're now granted that was. I went up to my seat's kind of stayed in that little ballpark. I didn't really go see much of the stadium. I'm sure there's much much more available. And in San Francisco, I don't I don't really remember anything popping out. Maybe what's I had an weir- Anchor Steam Long or something. Yeah yeah, 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 anchor, Which I like Anchor Steam. What's weird fine. about
0: California is, having gone over in the summer, it's really difficult to find a good selection of beer at most places that you go to. So,
4: I'll say this. We flew into San Jose yeah. and we stayed in San Jose and I was blown away with the beer scene in san jose okay blown away we went to one bar and it just also happened to be a vegan restaurant uh which we totally got duped on that (laughs) but um they had a section in their cooler and the name's totally slipping my name or my mind right now but they wouldn't have they wouldn't hold beer bottles or cans that were more than two weeks old oh
0: wow okay
4: and it's like the following they had a chalkboard up there these beers were canned on this date wow and that's how fresh it was wow and um we had some pretty serious beers um there was another place, uh, it reminded me of the Crog Street Market in Atlanta, or the uh, coming soon Morgan Street Food Hall to downtown, but um, giant food court type situation, yeah. and there's one, one bar satisfying 20 restaurants, and they had an incredible section, there was no AB stuff, there was no more core stuff. Um, there was a ton of really good beer in San Jose, and I got hammered and told Joe Sakic off, so that was also a bonus. Wow. You saw Joe Sakik. Huh? Yeah, so the Pacific Division was having their uh, Prospects Tournament, yeah. very much like what the yep. Canes do in Traverse City, yep. uh, at the Shark Tank. So we finished the Panthers game. We uh, hung out in the parking lot for a while because there's a lot of tailgate parties you just pay to go into. Not to mention, and I think I told you this on our video, but the tailgate party before the game was at Six Flags,
0: oh, which was sick. Nice.
4: But um, we hung around for a little while, then called an Uber to downtown San Jose, um, bounced around for a little bit, then finally caught a bar to watch the Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. I think it was Cowboys-Giants week one. Probably Go an, figure it. Right? was probably an NFC East game, yeah. yeah. And um, we were the only people at the bar. Then a couple guys came in, sat by us, and they were heavy, heavy French-Canadian accents. Turns out they were the coaches for the ducks uh ahl team in san diego yeah and we got to talking about hockey and of course they let in with like well how soon before you move to quebec and that, that hit my switch and yeah. went on the offensive on that and um they quickly found out that i just wasn't a backwoods bumpkin that didn't know about hockey and <laughs> really got after it then uh he's like well, what do you think the Hurricanes need? He's like well and they still need this if if you're listening ronnie um they still need scoring from the center position uh-huh and he's like well what would you give up for for Matt Duchesne. I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'd give up Hannafin and probably a first rounder. We've got enough prospects. We need people who can play today. And he's like, Well, Joe Sackick's right over there. Why don't you go tell him? <laughs> <laughs> so I walk up to to Joe Sakik and I was like, Hey, man, hey man, big fan, you know, love playing you on 99 or 97, whatever game. I think it was 97 where yeah. he just killed it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, on behalf of the Carolina Hurricanes organization, I'd like to offer you Hannafin and a first rounder for Matt Duchesne. And he's like, you got to do better than that because Ronnie already offered me something better. Oh, and wow. And I was like, and you wow. didn't take it? <laughs> Jeez. And then I said something I probably shouldn't have said, and I'm not going to get bleeped on this one this time. It's fine. Uh, but then Don't he worry, just, you didn't get bleeped on half of them that that's first true. time. I was hot that day. <laughs> but uh, he said, you should probably go sit back at the bar with your friends. So, nice. So I did. But, uh, you know. Moral of the story, I met Joe Sackick, and that was pretty sweet. There you go. So. All right,
0: I'm going to have to ask Ron Francis if uh, he did offer a better deal than what he had offered. <laughs> See what you can get out of him. Yeah, no, next time we talk to Ron, I'm going to bring that up uh, <laughs> back at the beginning of the season. But anyway, yeah, so I'm always curious about the, uh, the the beer scenes at these various stadiums. I mean, we went to the ACC championship game between Clemson and Miami mm-hmm. at the beginning of December, and we were in the in the, in the uh, club level. Right. And I found it to be very generic. Uh, you I think, think
4: a big part of that though is what the, the ACC has control over what's in there. Yeah, they so. do. So
0: I found it to be a little bit generic, and I think that's also. But the ACC, my understanding too, is they relinquish a lot of those beer sales to whoever's running the building. Right. So like when you when they first opened up beer sales at the ACC tournament in Washington D.C. at the whatever it's called Verizon Verizon Center, the beer sales were all just Verizon things. So it was a very generic macro. Look, so with Bank of America Stadium, with all the North Carolina beer that exists, you'd think they'd do more of what like say happens up in New England. But the impression that I get it is that that's really not the case
4: um you can find a few cans here or there of like Catawba. um that's a that's about and and old mech I think has some cans old mech I think has uh, Noda their copper. Has, yeah, Noda hasn't been in there since since fifteen um yeah, they f-
0: backed out of there because of the uh distribution
4: well. Uh, yes, and no. I yes think, and no Well, for them I, I can't speak for them but i can speak to the other things I, I heard on there was a lot of beer that was there in 15 that wasn't back in 16 because it became significantly more expensive to become a sponsor ah and so that priced a lot of people out gotcha um which it's their business but they can oh, yeah, no, they do, do, you it do, do it however they want yep you know uh they're not the, the only one doing it um it's uh it's power to them you got to make money but i'll say this just to get back on the stadium thing. Uh, from a beer standpoint, the best one's Lambeau. Um
0: I mean, it is Green Bay.
4: Lambeau had so much beer, and more importantly, they had New glares at I was every say, stand. I just drink Spotted Cow all day long. Every, every stand had um, you know, Miller. There was very little Anheuser-Busch in there, which is kind of surprising because that's the official beer of the NFL. You could find it, but it was mostly Miller Coors because you're so close to uh, right. Milwaukee. It makes sense. The good land. But um, I think there was... Every 20 feet, there was a uh, new Glarus tap handle or a can <laughs> offering or something. But there was, there was a lot of other really good beer in there. So that, that's got to be my number one.
0: All right. Very cool. I'm always, yeah, that, that, that kind of stuff always fascinates me. Uh, I probably need to do a better job of what it's like at Barclays Center for the ACC tournament this upcoming year. But uh, my guess is, is that it's more of the same in terms of macro. All right. Uh, before we let you go, anything else that we need to be on the lookout for for New Belgium here?
4: Uh, we pretty much covered it, man. The the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze uh, should be hitting the streets sometime next month. Probably the first ha- part of the year. So uh, pick it up at your favorite bottle shop or grocer. They tour don't of, have it. tour to it.
0: Fat and all that fun stuff happening again
4: in 2018? Happening, we just don't know where yet. Okay. I, it'll definitely be in Asheville. We just don't know the other cities, and we don't know the timing on it yet. Speaking but,
0: of so. Asheville, i got to talk to you about uh, get, having you give me a personal tour oh, in yeah, April. We do it. Yeah, we
4: um, Are we really not
2: going to do playoff predictions?
0: It's not the playoffs yet.
2: Uh, that's why
0: we Panthers need that. So, we're talking about the, the word, playoffs? playoffs? Sorry, Panthers, eight weeks ago, bro. <laughs> Panthers might not even make the playoffs. Eh, come on. I'm mean, just saying.
4: Where, it's not a where given. Where
2: do they sit right now?
4: They're in the fifth wild card spot, yeah. but they're tied with the Saints for the division, but the Saints have the tiebreaker. So
0: the Saints have to lose. To the and, fa- and, if the
4: Saints lose to the Falcons this week, it's Panthers win out, it's theirs.
0: The problem is that with the Falcons winning, it bunches everything up, yep. and then the last game against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yep becomes pivotal and there's a scenario where they might actually miss out on the playoffs entirely
4: so if we win against tampa who is going it's to have a hard time n- fielding 22 players this week <laughs> yeah if we lose to them or i'm sorry if we win we're in yeah. we're, we've locked up at least one of the wild cards yeah. right. but you know atlanta atlanta backed into a win against the saints two weeks ago it did i know that was in georgia not at the dome and that's you know Totally different, but um, I'm not going to be surprised because the Falcons did not play that. Or I'm sorry, Saints didn't play that well against the Jets this week. Nope. They needed a Mark Ingram touchdown uh, from 50 yards out to really ice the game. I think it was a four point game at that point. Yeah, if they if they that win, was Bryce Petty.
0: if they win, if they beat if they beat Tampa, which they should, it really just comes down to are the Panthers playing a home game in the playoffs, right. or are they going to play on the road the whole time? So that's really what it comes down to. But I'm with you. They should they should win that game. The question though is which Cam shows up game in game out. So, well.
4: You know we can we can dive deep here because the the cam of the last seven eight games is MVP caliber. It is. He's only you're only talking about one turnover, and well, I think twenty two total touchdowns mm-hmm. in the last eight games. Healthy defense
1: too. Well, you know it, it, but it's, it's going amazing. back to doing what he did in fifteen. He's running the ball. He's throwing the ball. I mean, he's just he's he's, I, he's making good decisions.
4: I think the biggest thing is that people just really don't want to give him the benefit of doubt of how hurt he was at the beginning right. of the year. Yeah. To yeah. not have training camp. Nope. You know he came out won a couple games. And then the defense just – nobody expected the Saints to be the Saints. Right. You know, they were 0-2 going into our Week 3 matchup, so that means Boston was Week 4. And they just smoked us. I think that we went in there thinking, hey, home game, these guys are a dumpster fire per usual, we're going to light them up. And they they, they really got the ground game going in that game, and that's what won it. So I think they can still win the division. They obviously need some help. But there's no road game that we would go to. We're either going to go to L.A. or go to the Dome. It's tough to beat a team three times in one year, mm. really tough. So I, I would rather see us go to LA. I think that that team is probably superior to the Saints, but I don't think they're quite ready for prime time yet.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say they don't they don't have the playoff experience. Yeah,
4: there's maybe what five five or six games of playoff experience on that team yeah. combined, and it's all Andrew Whitworth's. So oh, and he's out too. So I, I would I like the Panthers' chance. I think if they get in, uh, Cam has the highest ceiling of any quarterback. In the NFC playoff right now,
1: and the ceiling is the roof.
4: The ceiling is the roof. We got to bring it back. So just not last night. <laughs> nice. Everybody's got a Wofford. Yep. Very well, nice. what was it last year? Northern well, Iowa or UNC Greensboro? Yeah. Didn't we lose to Northern Iowa <laughs> yeah, last year? Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. There's always a game. There's always yeah. that game. <laughs> there's always a game that Carolina plays that just is, you're like, huh? What? What well, happened? I'm Although a, in but terms at home, but in terms of it being at home, yeah, that's, that's the that's first big. time they've ever lost to a South Carolina-based team at home. So Wofford did something Only that took Clemson. Clemson, Clemson, yeah. Clemson, yeah. Clemson has been, do been doing wow. this, and they still can't do it. So they're probably looking at Wofford, going, "Yo, you got any pro tips?"
4: Yeah. Um, I turned the game at halftime because uh, Roadhouse was on. Oh, <laughs> and so, wow! And I got Sucker sucked in, Sam I got, in those jeans. I got sucked into the Roadhouse, and also nobody called Sam Elliott out for the man bun. Like, oh that yeah. might have been patient right. zero of man bun. You, you might be right about but, that. But um, <laughs> I got caught into that, and then turned it back. Because oh yeah, the game was two minutes to go and them down five. That's it was yeah. Like, ah, this, uh, yeah. they look.
0: They they got they got problems in the post and uh, Wofford was just. What was it that? Uh, but number three, Fletcher uh, McGee was yeah. making ridiculous shots. Every and one of them was ugly. Cameron Jackson, their big man, was like, and I'm not making this oh, up. Yeah. S- straight snatching balls out of UNC players' hands.
4: One of the one of those three bigs is gonna have to be yeah. the guy. They yeah. can't they can't shuffle those three around. Unless if they go they... small and play Luke at the five, yeah, that's which they
0: flirted with last night a little bit.
4: And honestly, I think that's going to be their best bet going forward because outside of Duke, there's not no. like a dominating big man. There's not, and you can't tell me, you know, against somebody like Abu or Yurt Seven that that Luke mean, May's I've, not going to be able to I've handle them. I've seen
0: Luke May break Mary Yurt Seven's ankles at PNC Arena, so I've seen R-I-P-I-P. it. I've
4: I <laughs> done seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> seen t- All
0: right, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast. Thank you, Chris, for coming in. Yep, thanks, guys. And uh, have fun uh, traveling for the playoffs. All right, no show, no podcast next week. Uh, We are in uh, a Christmas break. So enjoy your Christmas, enjoy your New Year's, and we will see you all in 2018. So uh, in the meantime, if you really are hard up for a 919 Beer podcast, you can listen to old episodes of the podcast on the WRAL Sports Fan app or on iTunes and Google Play. See you all next year. Cheers. Cheers.